Welcome to the Course Creators Academy podcast with digital design and course creation expert, Pua Lena. Tune in for strategies on how you can use online courses to grow your business. You'll hear how impact-driven entrepreneurs are using online courses to transform lives. Now, let's get started. Here's your host, Pua Lena. Welcome to the Course Creators Academy podcast. I am so excited to share today's guest with you. I am chatting with the one and only Megan Nolan. I am just so excited. I'm, I'm mostly excited because this has been a long time coming. <laughs> We've both canceled recently for different reasons. And I just woke up today and I was like, today's the day. I'm going to talk to Megan and it's going to be amazing. So Yay. Megan and I have known each other for a few years now, and uh, I'm just thrilled to continue to be in touch. And I would love for you to share with our audience what you do and sort of your path to what you're you're doing today. Love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Hi, everybody. Great to be here. And so fun to finally chat with you. And so what do I do? You know, always the question, right? So I am super passionate about helping other driven, high achieving women to overcome back pain so that they can show up fully in their lives and their work and feel energized, focused, clear, inspired, all the goodness that comes from when we feel good. And so as a vitality coach, I've been doing the work that I do for almost 17 years. And I believe that the tool set of yoga is foundational for us to thrive. And it's such a joy and honor to share these tools with people in so many different ways, because they are ones that can be used in so many different settings. And, you know, they aren't just trying to twist you into like a Cirque du Soleil pretzel. In fact, that's really not what it's all about. So it's really been a fun journey for me to share these tools with people and help them really put them to use and experience their magic. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I, as a female entrepreneur who has recently had a back injury, I am extra excited to chat with you. And it's, it's such a odd and debilitating experience. And I know that in the past you've helped people who may be sitting a lot of the day and, and sort of uh, navigating the discomfort of just sitting. And now that I am hearing that you're also specializing <laughs> in back pain, I'm really curious, how did you decide on this focus and sort of, did you navigate these challenges or what brought you to this? Absolutely. I have definitely navigated all of the above <laughs> and yes. Yeah, so Originally, when we started working together, which was, I believe, like three and a half years ago, I was focused on a, my first online program, which is called Yoga at My Desk, because I was doing in-person workplace wellness programs and services here on Maui, and I was recognizing that people needed tools in between our in-person sessions, right? Because remember back in the day when we would join together in groups, all that stuff. And so I created Yoga at My Desk with the idea of teaching people and giving people the tools to take a 10-minute yoga break. I soon realized that in their mind, they didn't think that they had 10 minutes to spare. 
So I broke it down and I made two minute breaks and then I made one minute breaks. And then I learned them. I taught them how to like take three deep breaths because the reality is, is our life is so busy and we have so many demands on our attention, on our time and on our body. And when we are just pushing, pushing, go, 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 we can get to the point when your body says, nope, not doing that anymore. And then it'll stop you in your tracks with pain. So the idea is to get ahead of that and to get into habits that nurture and nourish your body. And you know, with yoga, you're also nourishing your mind and your spirit simultaneously, which is awesome because talk about ROI and like multitasking, then you keep your body strong and healthy and vibrant so that if and when, hopefully it doesn't, if and when something happens, you, re you rebound more quickly because you already have that foundational strength and, and mobility. But when things happen like they do, and I'm sorry that that's happened for you, it is, to be honest with you, it is sometimes kind of a guessing game. And each of us is sort of um, a unique puzzle based on the way that you've moved your whole life and your postural patterns and what you do all day and like how you hold your phone and whatever it is. And so it is a bit of a mystery when, when something happens. And so the cool thing is, is that, you know, we can always sort of look at like, okay, here's the ideal alignment of the body. And like, if you're spending a lot of time in this position, it'll probably show up with these certain problems or symptoms, which is kind of what led me to creating what I call the sitter syndrome or sleeping booty and the seven sneaky symptoms. And they are the reality of our life when we work on the computer a lot. And whether you have a standing desk, which is a great tool, but you know, if you're standing in weak posture, then that can have a whole other host of issues. And we can be told like, oh, you should stretch this. And maybe you do some ab exercises. But if you're not balancing that out, or if you're actually only like worsening the problem, then, you know, it can be a slippery slope to more problems. So it's sort of all woven together because when I started, ironically, working online with yoga at my desk, I was like, holy heck, like, I don't know how people are doing this because my body does not like this. Like I was personal training and teaching yoga. I barely sat in a chair, you know, longest time would be like when I was driving somewhere or on an airplane. And so my body was really quick to complain about it. And I was like, okay, I really got to get these tools out to people because this is no joke. This sitting thing is no joke. <laughs> and so it's been an interesting journey because I too have had back pain and issues and experiences that like really have been debilitating. And so if we can get ahead of that by any means is ideal. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Okay. So break this down for me because after hearing you talk, I'm like, okay, well, I, I can sit, but I shouldn't sit with bad posture, but I shouldn't sit for too long. <laughs> and I can also stand, but I can't stay. If I'm standing badly, it's as bad as sitting. And I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> I know. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's so great because this is something like our audience is in front of a computer and for long periods of time. I mean, I do it. It's, it's because the nature of an online business, the nature of being a course creator, and also the nature of really falling in love with what you do and not being able to pull yourself away leads to several hours at a desk, even if mm -hmm. we don't mean to. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, instead of what I love so much about what you do and how you teach is you really remove the guilt and you remove the judgment and you're just like, you know what, this is life right now. And here are a few things that you can do to practice a little bit of self-care and yeah. help, help you to live better and easier and more joyfully and with less pain. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm curious if somebody's just hearing about this for the first time and 
sort of feeling uncomfortable and wanting to implement a couple of small adjustments, what those might be? Well, I would say that first and foremost, having an empowering morning routine is the jam. It really is so important because let's be honest, we can have the best of intentions that I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And later is like 2023 by the time you actually get to it. Right. You know, not like later on today, but so doing it first is always really helpful for a variety of reasons. One, I'll start with the one that's probably going to be like the heaviest hitter is that when we move and exercise our body in the morning, of course, you're also energizing your brain. So exercise in the morning is shown to increase productivity by upwards of 72%. So let's just start there. <laughs> that in and of itself, right? Because we're like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to exercise. Well, when you exercise your body, you're oxygenating your whole body, which obviously includes your thinking machine, which is what you need to be out there creating your beautiful designs or creating your content or showing up live on Facebook, going to a Zoom meeting, whatever. So having an empowering morning routine is a really powerful way to start that. And what do I mean by empowering? Well, because you can look at it as if you do something that makes your body feel strong and energized, that also activates that energy within you. So you're like, yeah, I feel good. I'm ready to go. That gives that same energy to your heart, you know, not just your physical, like actual ticker, but your emotional heart. And then that inspires your brain because, you know, going back to the blood flow, but also your, your heart and your mind are in constant communication with each other. So why is that important? Well, if you go and you sit in that sort of weak posture, AKA ouchy slouchy posture all day long. Cause it hurts. <laughs> the <right? best> name. <laughs> Thank you. If you go and you sit in that posture all day long, not only does it make you feel like you're totally exhausted and you're in a body twice your age and you have to like groan to stand up out of your desk chair. Um, it actually, it sends signals back to your brain, right? We all know what it looks like when somebody's really sad. And, or they're tired and they're just like, oh, I can't do this anymore. There's a slumping of the shoulders. There's a dropping of the heart. There's a forward moving of the head. What do you think it looks like when you're on your computer all day long? It's that exact same posture. So it causes this ripple effect up into your hormones. It causes more stress because you're breathing really short and shallow breaths, which triggers stress. So having a morning routine that energizes your core muscles, specifically the ones that hold you in the strong posture, then it not only energizes your body, but it moves you into that strong posture. So it's more like an alert when you, you get into that weak posture later on, your body's like, oh, hello, this hurts. And so use pain or use negative emotion as a, a signal. It's like kind of putting your hand on a hot stove of like, oh, this hurts. Okay, well, I shouldn't just like power through another hour. I should get up and I should like, you know, stand up, do a little wiggle, have a yoga break, go to the bathroom, walk the dog, whatever it is, because not only is it good for your body, but your brain really likes to take a break. And remember, remember when you were a little one, they had, they made you go out to play. <laughs> they made you go out and move your body, not only because the teachers needed a break, but actually is so beneficial for your brain because your brain really only does well at till about the 45 minute mark. And then that's when you find yourself like, oh, I wonder what's happening up there. <laughs> Maybe I should make a reel. That'd probably be a good time to make a reel. And it's like, no, you, that's your brain's way of being like, hey, psst, why don't we just stand up for a bit? <laughs> so there was a bunch in there, but I would say like my gold star standard would be to have a morning routine that lights you up and helps you to start the day that way. That's awesome. I think we should do a, uh, the week that this podcast releases, we should do like a seven day challenge and just everybody holds each other accountable in the group and 
we'll just do some morning movement together. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, I'm down. That sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. I love it. It's it's so true. I am. I used to get up at like 4 a.m. and work out first thing every morning. So much so that it was when I stopped doing that and I sort of shifted to an afternoon workout, I was like just craving a little bit of a change, but I noticed a, a negative impact in my productivity in the morning, like pretty drastically. And it was probably several years before I started working out in the morning again. I think I was just traumatized by years and years of, of doing that. And teaching early morning classes and I just freed myself from it. And then I was just like, no, no more of that. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And so when I went back to it, I was like, I start work earlier. I'm getting more done. I feel like clearer in the mind. And it was just, Mm -hmm. it couldn't have been coincidence, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's science behind it. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that you felt and you saw the benefits, right? Because it's, it's really easy to talk ourselves out of things. If we don't like really feel it, we're like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. She said it was good for me. I'll try it. But if you can start to see the ripple effects in your life and feel it in your body, then, then you're more likely to continue the habit. So yes, I'm totally with you though. It's like, you don't want to get up really early, but with the morning routine, it's whatever you have time for, you know? And so I teach people to be okay with a couple minutes and you can do like some energizing movements or just some deep breaths, whatever it is, like two minutes. If that's all you got, use it, use it, fill it up with the whole, like that whole two minutes intentionally, right? Cause that's using your, your ability to decide and choose what you want to focus on, choose how you want to show up so that you can make the most of whatever time. So if you have two minutes, awesome. If you have 30 minutes or 15 minutes, awesome. Whatever it is, it it counts. Right. And so that's really important to not like talk ourselves out of doing it. If we don't have an hour or whatever we think is like, you know, the the minimum of what it's actually going to do anything. It's, it's really whatever you're going to do most consistently is Mm. what's going to help you and have payoff. Completely. I love that. It's so, it's so approachable. And I think it's one of those things that we don't, we're like, yeah, I've heard that before. Like everybody says that. Okay. Yes. Everybody says it for a reason. Right. And it's like, just try it, commit to doing it tomorrow. See how you feel. Cause it's one of those things, even for me, like if, if I, you know, miss a couple of days, you, you tend to almost lose what that feels like and Mm -hmm. settle back into an old routine pretty easily. Mm -hmm. So it's so important to just give it a try. And one of my favorite things, like favorite movement uh, strategies is a Tabata because Mm -hmm. it's four minutes. It's literally four minutes, but you feel like you've worked out for an hour. Yeah. Just jumping jacks, mountain climbers, squats with your body weight and 20 minutes, do the exercise, 10 minutes rest eight times, 20 seconds, 20 seconds. Holy moly. Did I say a minute? Don't <laughs> do like, that. No. Now you're going to scare people. <laughs> like four hours later. Oh my God. You're like, wait, I thought you said four minutes. <laughs> Holy smokes. Um, 20 seconds, 20 seconds. Yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. I was going to ask. So as a course creator, when you are putting content together and you seeing it, like, I love to just chat because I know you walk your talk and 
I really love to just highlight amazing entrepreneurs who are putting their strategies and their expertise in action. So are there sort of um, exercises or timers or, or what strategies do you use when you're creating content to help you be mindful of your body or like, let's say you're really into writing a blog post or you're recording a bunch of content and you're so dialed in that two hours could easily go by without you even moving or standing up. You're probably more sensitive to that than most people, but do you have any sort of reminders in place that help you to get up, move around, stretch? Mm. I, I typically don't sit. So I sit on podcasts because I'm like you, I'm a very animated hand talker and I move around a lot. And so I find when I'm on video, if I am standing up, when I do that, I'm like, you know, and I'm bouncing all over the place. (laughs) So typically when I'm working, not that you're doing that, but that I was just saying, I totally do that. And you're totally stand and get crazy. Okay. (laughs) I'm not set up to stand right now, but normally (laughs) I am. So, so the thing is, is that, um, I typically don't sit throughout the workday. And so my deal is um, that I I need to self-implement breaks because I'm like you, like I'm in the zone and I'm like, that's fine. And like, literally I'm going to pee my pants if I don't go pee, but I can hang on for just like a couple more sentences, (laughs) you know, if I don't, and I'm, I'm just the same. So what I do is depending on what I'm working on, like depending on the length of what it will be, is I either set a 25 minute or a 45 minute um, timer. And so I give myself that time. And I find actually, for me, I do better, depends on again, like what I'm creating. And and even if it's a, like what I'm hoping to be a a longer, like um, module description or whatever it is, I find I do best when I chunk things down. And I I learned recently, um, it's not directly to my my course creation, but it's also, I've used it for this, is, is an eight minute window of just like set a timer for eight minutes. And if you're creating an email or you want to just do the description for a module, just set a a really short timer. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do this and see what you can come up with. And you might not have the final draft, but you'll, you're kind of in that sort of like pressurized situation, if you will. And I find that my brain is like, okay, I got eight minutes. I'm going to bust this out. And like, you might get halfway and then, and you're like fully in the zone and you're like, okay, I'll double it. And you know, if you're, if the, if the eight minute goes off and then you're like, okay, I'm so close to being done and then just double it. But then mandate that when you're done with that time, you have to step away so that you step away and you come back with fresh eyes because we have this tendency to just like try to power through and then we miss stuff and we have typos and whatever it is. And so it's really that like you can step away and go and engage on Instagram or whatever, like just switch gears slightly and come back because your brain, it likes both repetition and novelty. So it's, it's that like switching gears a little bit, but not too frequently, because then we can talk ourselves into like, I'm totally multitasking right now. I'm like doing five different things. And that your brain doesn't like that. It, it likes to switch between one thing, have some time with it and then go to something else. But if you're bing bonging back and forth, that actually slows you down. So I would say to answer your question it is it's a timer on my phone. I just, I, I have to do it. I can have the best intentions of like, I'm only doing half an hour and I'm going to stop. And then that's like you said, it's like an hour later and you're like, oh my God, I like, I really have to pee and I haven't got out of this chair (laughs) and I feel like I'm part of it now. (laughs) I'm glad that makes me, that, that reminds me that you're human. Um, and (laughs) like her body just probably tells her when to stand up. She's so cute. It does. does. It's like, ow, ow. (laughs) 
I'm like, Shh, I'm almost done. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thing, you know, it typically is like your body, it starts with these like sweet little like, hey, that kind of hurts a little bit. And then you get a headache. And then you're, it's like, if you keep ignoring it, your hand is like, excuse me. It's really hard for me to like now take the lid off the toothpaste thing because your wrist is so bust up. And it's like, we got to get ahead of that. Like think of it from a preventative measure. We all know that's like the most powerful way, but you are the, you are the magic sauce in your business and your course. And like when you can show up feeling inspired, strong, confident, clear headed, all of that, like everything's going to flow a lot more smoothly. Oh, I love that. I love this advice so much. And again, it's things that most we've heard in some capacity, but to Mm. hear it from somebody who teaches it and has probably seen the effects of not implementing this. So important, right? Super important. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, like legit, you know, if you stay in that sort of ouchy slouchy posture, that's when we start, we're actually starting to, this isn't necessarily pertaining to course creators, but it, it is really telling to the impact of what happens to our body when we're on devices we're starting to see that sort of rounded sort of humped slouch posture that we core that we um associate with elderly you know the elderly people because they're in that sort of um slouch position and that's from a lack of proactive strengthening and stretching we're starting to see that postural pattern in children under 10. oh my god that's terrifying yeah and in fact, it's getting so bad that they're calling it the postural de-evolution because we evolved the ability to stand up straight. And we're like, yes, look at, you know, our ancestors, look, look at me go. I got the shovels. I'm out in the garden. I'm hunting and gathering. And now our main tool is what? These. And it's like, yeah, a hundred percent. It's like you're slouched over something. And if we don't integrate movement and you're not intentional about it, we're starting to see that like, <laughs> we're slouching back oh, in on ourselves. 10 years old. That is that's scary. Mm-hmm. So what, when we are taking a break then, if, and this sounds like it can be implemented from working online to like kids doing homework or schoolwork, or even if like, I would go so far as to say, if you're sitting and scrolling on Facebook for 45 minutes, it's probably mm-hmm. time to get up, <laughs> you know? Um, and so when you are taking those breaks or when you're guiding your clients on, on this sort of uh, interval training of the mind and body, what activities or lack thereof during the breaks do you recommend? One thing that's really important is work with your eyes because a lot of the fatigue that we feel comes from visual fatigue because our bodies are not used to looking at something at such a close range for such extended periods of time. And that's, you know, typically why we tend to kind of gravitate into that rounded position because our eyes are getting tired. So they're like, well, I must get closer and closer in order <laughs> to see. And so that's why your head is like jabbing forward in the shoulders and the, you know, the whole ripple effect. And so something super easy is if you're in a climate that allows you to go outside, then, you know, that has a whole host of benefits. Even, you know, if, if it's not going to freeze your little tootsies, take your shoes off and go outside and put your feet on the ground and, um, either if that's not something you can do in the moment, then look as far away as you can see. 
because what you're doing there and, and you can just even try it right now like if you turn your head and you look out as far as you can see if you can see out a window you want to look to the farthest away cloud or like if you're in a room look at something that's as far away as possible because what you're doing there is you are inviting your eyes to widen and take in more information which is it's good for the health of your eyes, but also good for the health of your brain. It actually soothes your nervous system by doing that. So either just closing your eyes or looking out and then the going outside the fresh air part is really key. But so if you've been sitting, obviously standing up is really good and anything that moves you into a more open, powerful posture in your body. Mm. So when we, when we like depending on what feels good in your shoulders to be able to, you know, if you're sitting to really sit up super tall, rolling your shoulders back and then stretching your arms out wide out to the side. Like for those of you that can't see us think like Kate, Kate Winslet on the Titanic. Remember that scene when she's like, no, so that's sort of, <laughs> that's sort of like stretch out through the fingers. And if you engage your tummy and you lift the center of your chest, you might even already feel like shung, all the way down your arms to your fingertips. And then you can always stay there. And if it's okay in your neck, if you lift your chest and you look up a little bit more, or if your shoulders don't like that wide position, you can go lower towards the ground. So anything that moves you firstly more upright and then into that stronger, more confident posture. So another thing that you can do um, to integrate into your exercises is what I call adult tummy time. So, you know, when you have a baby or a little one, when they're really little, they, you lay them on their tummy, right? And so then they, they learn how to lift their head. Well, if you're sitting at a computer or you're working at a desk all day, you're very much in a very embryonic sort of rounded position, right? And so we need to do those too as adults because we need to keep your the curves in your spine strong and healthy as well. So anything that has you laying on your belly and pulling your shoulders back and learning how to lift your head and you know squeeze your bum and wake up your sleeping booty a little bit, that's great. So anything like that is really helpful. Um, if you can do that throughout the day, you know, so many of us are working from home, so it wouldn't really be a big deal if you just like went to go cuddle with your dog and laid on the floor and did some tummy climb exercises. <laughs> Nobody would think it was weird. Your dog would be stoked. <laughs> you know, and so stuff like that is really good. And, and even, so here's another thing is that like, if your body is fatiguing, your so is your mind, right? Mm. And so when, if you're like, man, I just gotta get this done. It's really gonna push this. And we tell ourselves like, I can't, it's like, I can't, I can't take a break right now. Like, what are you talking about? I gotta do all this. Blah, blah, blah. And so the thing is, it's like, if you just step away for a minute and you just, whatever, like if you're standing or you're sitting up and you do something that's a cross body movement. So if you lift your left knee and touch it with your right hand and do the other side and you go side to side, that wakes up the, the part of your brain that connects the two sides of your brain so that it just gives your brain a little junk, a little energy rather than like slugging another whatever. And coffee, I meant. <laughs> or other. Yeah, or other. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Green juice is actually what I was right, That's what I was thinking. <laughs> So those are some simple ideas that are, are really not only energizing for your body, but also your mind, right? Your brain. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so excited. If you're listening to this and you do adult tummy time, please post on your Instagram and tag us. That would be amazing. Yeah, do it. <laughs> like with the dogs in the background. I'm, I never thought about that. Even the cross body thing. Like it, it totally makes sense once you explain it. But it's just not something that we think about, you know, they're like, oh, my eyes are feeling a little bit tired. That must just mean that I forgot to put my blue light glasses on or something. You know, it's like we're much more connected than just that. And to mm -hmm. hear 
just even these little things that we can implement again, it takes actually doing them. So if we want any accountability, feel free to drop that. We have a, a Facebook group. Are you in our Facebook group? I will be after we're done. Yes, <laughs> definitely. It's, it's a party. I'm, I uh, am trying to nurture it to be a party. Facebook groups are an interesting beast. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. But yeah, that's super awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so I'm curious, how have you, we're sort of going from like practical tips and tricks on what you teach in your specialty into a little bit of like business uh, chat here. So mm-hmm. you have a number of courses, right? Mm-hmm. How has the experience been for you in transitioning from mostly in-person lunch and learns and personal training and yoga classes? How was that transition for you into the online course space? And how has the uh, addition of online courses in your overall business ecosystem changed your business and the way that you're able to serve? Um, I would say initially, I think a lot of people have this, and I certainly did have this idea of like, once I make my course and I do my first webinar, I'm going to have like 10,000 people doing my course all the way around the world. And no. (laughs) Thank you for saying that. I'm so glad we're talking about this. No, it didn't happen. I I bought bought the ticket, you know, and everyone's like, oh yeah, just launch your course. You'll make 10K in your first launch. I'm like, I wish you're like, I'm in the Kajabi um, group. I'm seeing all these milestones. I got this hundred percent. And I'm stoked. Cause I know what happens. I hold the vision that it's quite possible, but it's been a journey. You know, it's definitely been a journey and there's been a lot of, um, a lot of great moments when you get the feedback from people and see how it's like impacted their lives. And there's been other moments when it's like, what do you mean you don't want to sign up for this? It's so good. It's really good. Why, why don't you like it? You know, and it's hard when it's an expression of us because it's it's like, it's kind of like, you know, you're putting your hand, it's like you're an artist in a sense and and it can be very vulnerable and, and to know that like, they weren't necessarily saying no to you directly. Like it, maybe it was the messaging, maybe it's not what they needed. You weren't speaking to their pain point. Like there's so many moving parts and that's really what I've, recognized and, and acquired, you know, because it's such a learning process and, and, you know, online entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship in general, I've come to recognize is like the lesson in personal development. I clearly didn't know I needed, <laughs> but I benefited from, you know, and so, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting journey with that. And so I did have my yoga at my desk pre-pandemic. So that was, I was like, yes, okay. I already know how to make videos and I already have this beautiful Kajabi site, thanks to Pua and like all of these things. And so then I was like, okay, well, what's next? You know, and so me being that sort of creative high achiever, I'm like, well, let's go make another program and then another program and another program. And Kimmy was finally like, why don't you see if you can consolidate? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh. Oh, that's an awful idea, which I had, you know, and so it's an interesting thing. And so, you know, there's so many different strategies out there, but what I'm recognizing is, is that now 
it does take it does take us putting it out there and launching and getting feedback, whether that's through conversions or lack thereof, and you know working on our messaging and being more authentic and all of it. It takes all of that, and it's it's vulnerable and it's scary to put yourself out there and get a no, you know, and have the crickets and that's all you hear. But it really it does if you're if you're open and you stay curious, it does help you get closer. You know, and, I, and I'm like three and a half years in, I'm like, I feel like I'm finally getting it, <laughs> you know, and, and after my last launch, which was not anywhere close to what I was hoping it to be, I recognized, oh, I was speaking to somebody who is much farther along in their journey than the people that I had brought into my launch. Mm. And so I wasn't, you know, and like, so now I've decided to shift things a little bit and have my, one of my other offers be my entry, my entrance point, like the 21 day experience versus the 30 or the three month experience. And so it's really a process of learning and growing. And so I am really loving the combination of being able to connect with the community and have our in-person group sessions where we connect and chat and we share more tools and we go deeper with the, the quality or the theme of the week. And then also allowing, or excuse me, having them access to the, the pre-recorded sessions that are already available, which allows them to integrate them into their schedule and their day, right? Because we have people from so many different time zones now, which is so cool and is so awesome. And so, it's been a beautiful way to kind of bring together and get the most out of being able to connect with a wider audience and being able to still have that one-on-one -on -one interaction and also the community, because, you know, we always needed this, but especially now the, the connection, the collaboration, the, the ability to share and laugh together, cry together, all of that is as part of the tribal unit, right. And, and the community feel and vibe that we all love. And so it's been a fun journey, but yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And okay. I'm so glad you shared in the way that you did, because it is such a misconception that the build it and they will come mm -hmm. is not a thing. Like it's just not. And for those who it looks like they just built it and people showed up, even that's not a thing. And I, I had somebody ask me recently, this was last week. They're like, so have you worked with anybody who has like, just made it big with a course? <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a really complex question actually, because yeah. the answer is both yes and no. Like I've never seen somebody just pull something out of nowhere with no existing audience and no effort and had amazing success. As far as I can tell, that's not possible because right. you either need an existing audience, you need ad ads out there. You, you have, there has to be a way for people to find you. Mm -hmm. And once they find you, they need to then like learn to trust you and mm -hmm. trust that you can solve their, their challenges. And it's this like very complex psychological game that we're playing and mm -hmm. it, there are amazing intentions behind so many businesses. And it kind of breaks my heart that it is as complex and challenging sometimes as it is, mm -hmm. but I love what you said about staying curious, just mm -hmm. stay curious and be willing to shift and listen to the feedback, read the analytics from a quote unquote failed launch and understand exactly what you said. I wasn't actually speaking to the audience that I was targeting. I was speaking to a completely different set of people. No wonder it didn't match up. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of times we don't take the time to really look at the, the results or even just considering that we may have done something a little bit wrong because it was a lot of effort, right? Launches mm-hmm. are heavy or they can be. Mm-hmm. And for us to say like, oh my God, I think I, I think I messed up. How can I learn from this? Takes some humility and, and really some courage. So I love that you shared that. And yeah, I'm, I'm so proud of everything that you've created and where you are now. I mean, from my perspective, I know it's this like (laughs) filtered social media world, but you're killing it. Like you are creating massive impact for the people that you're in touch with. And I honor your journey and thank you for doing what you're doing and and staying the course. Mm, Thank you. That's, that means so much. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and um, I wanted to add two things. One thing is yes, be creative and explore, but maybe not follow the path I did of like trying to create a million different programs. If, like, <laughs> one did, didn't work out. And then you're like, well, I go make something else. There is an art to refinement. <laughs> and you know, like the first time you put something out there, it might be, like I said, about not speaking to the person where they're at, or maybe it was um, your mechanism or whatever you use. And so that's one piece that I think is really important is to try things. And then that way it's, it's measurable. Like you said, the analytics are very important. And it's like the results and the performance of a launch are two totally different things. Right. And so that's really important to look at because when I scaled it back and I looked at the numbers from the ads and I looked at the conversion, it was like, it actually was okay, you know, but it wasn't what I was hoping for. So I was like, Oh, and then to your point about the the energetics of it and this kind of goes full circle with what we've been speaking to is that of course we get really quote unquote attached to the outcome of the the result what we or what we hope it to be and so we show up from that place and and I'm all about embodying the the woman in your vision and like connecting to the energy and staying in alignment with your thoughts and your actions all of that and so that's really important from an energetics perspective but what that's speaking to is is you right mm-hmm. and how you're showing up and how you're feeling. And, um, you know, one thing that I will admittedly say, which is ironic because it's what I teach on all the time is that, and to apologize in advance, if this is a word that doesn't get said on your podcast, I let the shitty committee take over. And so what was happening in my head was like, Oh, no one's signing up. Oh my God. No one's signing up. Oh, you totally failed. Oh, this is awful. And then I was like, well, no, we have to take stuff that we get outside and do our yoga and do our self-care. And then it's like, you know, it's the void, the, the dialogue that runs in our head of the captain, whoever the captain of your shitty committee is, is you got to keep an eye on that character because it's going to try to throw you off your game because that's your subconscious mind being like, this is very dangerous. I don't know if I'm like <laughs> out there on Facebook, people are going to laugh at you like they did in grade three, you know, and it's, it's that sort of stuff that's running the program in your head. And so that's where we get to be intentional of like, oh, there you are again. Thank you. Trying to keep me safe. I really appreciate that. That's nice. But let's go back to here, right? Let's go back to the heart. And that means what can you do to feel good? Maybe that's your yoga break. Maybe that's puppy time. Maybe tummy time, whatever it is, is that come back into the wisdom of your heart, which is the essence of yoga, right? But it's, it's really learning how to catch yourself on that slippery slope because that, that committee will try to keep you in your zone of familiarity. It will do its best to do that. But that's really the work of you staying in the vision of who you're helping, how you're going to help them, what it's going to mean in their life when they have that amazing logo or whatever it is that you do, you know? And so it's, that's really 
staying in alignment. And luckily, when you stay in alignment physically with your yoga practice, you also are staying in alignment emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And so it's a really beautiful way to accelerate the progress, but yeah, and make the launch fatigue a little easier. <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh. You had so many good nuggets in there. And I, it's the thing about, I mean, I always put this in air quotes because I just don't believe that there's like failed launches. Yes. There are launches that don't meet your expectations for whatever reason, but I've seen so many times a, a group of people that opted into a webinar or a free download, or they like took some sort of little action to get into your launch funnel, but they didn't buy. Like I've seen launches where they had zero conversion, but Mm -hmm. those people trickled into their future launches and became clients. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's bringing people through your ecosystem. And it, I've also heard stories of like, and I get this, I am so uh, compassionate to people who are in this place of like, I'm going all in on this launch. This is, I'm going to try this one more time. And if it doesn't pan out, like I'm out, I'm exhausted. I have no money left. I have no energy left. And to see what could come of the people that have opted into these little sort of, uh, breadcrumbs along the way that down the line, you could serve them and help them. And it's, it's a really, uh, entrepreneurship and this whole journey is just a really weird place. Like I always wonder in the, the programs, the products, the businesses that didn't last, there's a moment, right. Where you're like, when do you know when to quit (laughs) or pivot or shift, right? It's so funky, but I also feel like you can't really make a wrong decision because it's all learning. It is. Yeah. We've all seen that meme of like what we think the path to success is. And it's like, you know, and it's true. And it's, and I've wondered that too, because that's really the, you know, part of that inner dialogue of like, I'm never going to figure this out. Like, why haven't I figured this out? I should be so much further ahead than now. Right. And then there's a like, but I think I'm almost there. You know, I know. And that's what I've been like. My new reframe is like, I believe that I can figure this out. Everything that I've done so far has taught me and brought me to where I am. And to your point of, you know, of when people say yes, and they opt in for the, the live launch workshop, whenever it is, is, is that see it plants the seed. Right. And so maybe it wasn't the right time. And like, I'm, I don't sign up, especially if it's a higher ticket item, I typically don't sign up on somebody's first launch. Right. And so that speaks to like, okay, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's look at the analytics. Let's look at what felt good. Let's look at like the messaging, all the parts. Right. And there's so many moving parts. And so it's like, okay, let's go back and let's try again. But when you feel ready and like, don't force yourself to be like, oh God, and that's the energy too. It's like, cause I was the same. I was like, oh my God, that totally was not what I wanted. I really was hoping for blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, well, what should I do now? And I was like trying to immediately pivot. And then I was trying to help somebody else out with their launch. And I was like, I can't go anywhere near <laughs> launch right now. You know? And I was like having like total launch, like pre-launch little T trauma of like, I can't go back. I can't do this right now. I'm not ready. <laughs> you know? Too soon. And then I was like, okay, all right. Acknowledging that, you know, and now I'm like, okay, I'm feeling, I've, I've, I took some breaks. I was like, I can't even look at Instagram right now. Like, <laughs> and now I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back. I'm going to try. I'm going to learn, you know, so 
respecting your your own process within it and and what feels good for you but it is that there's that's one of the core elements of entrepreneurship i believe is resiliency <laughs> absolutely and and like thinking too so a lot of times especially early on we find ourselves with smaller launches so we may have 3 people in a program right and so we're like delivering for those three people. You're like, yes, I'm here for you. Let's Mm -hmm. do this. And we often sort of forget about all the people that just joined your list and could be nurtured and sort of Mm -hmm. primed for that next launch. Yeah. And I really love the idea of as part of a launch runway to build in, maybe it's like some automated emails, like five we, an email a week for five weeks and you just pop them in and just keeping those people like, Hey, thank you so much. Like, I hope you're enjoying your download or I hope you liked the webinar, like little ways mm-hmm. to make sure that they're going to be on board for that next round. And that's, I, I truly have not done that as well as I'd like to. And it's something that I'm focusing on more now is really like with the podcast and having a YouTube channel and these sort of free things that are a little bit of a higher energetic commitment. So, you know, a weekly podcast is a little bit much. And if you're, especially if you're the one that's producing the whole thing and uploading it to all the channels, but it is such a beautiful way, A, to just use your gifts to serve. Even if people never buy from you, is that not, does it, does it make you feel awesome that somebody's out there and, and you're able to help them and you may never meet them. They may never buy from you, but you've, you've made their life a little bit better, a little bit easier, a little bit happier. So there's that. And then there's that long game of like down the line, we never know who's going to come through the door. Right. And just focusing on like the power of the, the free or low ticket offers. It's, it's often forgotten, forgotten because we're so focused on like, how do we promote the high ticket and do the big launch, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you that that consistency and the nurturing, because, you know, those people just said yes to you. Maybe they weren't saying yes to the program, but it's, it is that sort of, okay, well, that was like one little step in the door, one little step closer. And now you get to as somebody, and we forget that because we can like, initially, if we just look at it from a surface it's like numbers, right? Oh, I want to get 500 people opting in and then the conversion. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, those are actually people, right? <laughs> you know, right. And so you're having a conversation with them. And, and, you know, it's like that whole, we want to get to know you a little bit before I'm going to give you a big yes. Like we want to have a conversation. I want to like see what you're all about. And so, yeah, I know. absolutely. It's a process for sure. Yeah. And something I've found recently that just helps to bring myself back down to earth and connect, reconnect to that. What we just talked about is joining other people's lists, other Mm -hmm. people's programs, listening to podcasts and experiencing the nurturing that other people are doing for you to be on their Mm -hmm. list. Um, And so, you know, that's a, a strategy that I encourage people to do. And if it's, you know, I, I get a lot of questions about like, so I'm on this person's list and I love them. I love their style. Their writing style is so funny and humorous and and valuable. And I just, can I copy that? Can I just do what they do? (laughs) You know, like don't plagiarize it. But if you Mm -hmm. are on someone's list and you, you like their style, 
mimic it, right? Until yeah. it becomes your own and weave your own energy into it. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times we get stuck in the like, oh, they're doing this so much better than I am. And yeah. if you feel that way, what do you admire of what they're doing and how can you implement that into your business, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And keep in mind, that's one of the voices of the shitty committee that's comparing you. Right. And it's like that high standard for what we have for ourselves. and, oh, it's not good enough. Cause it's not what they're getting, not what right. they're doing, but it's like, use it as inspiration, use it as an opportunity to say, oh, okay. Like you said, like, huh, where can I go with that? And I think it is really important to, to continually inspire ourselves and learn from other people and, and be, be the student, if you will. And also, um, be part of other people's lists because as much as you want to grow your own list, you can help other people do that. It's like the law of reciprocity, right? So yeah, it's, it's many benefits for sure. Totally. By the way, I think you should make flashcards of all of your, all of your sayings, <laughs> <laughs> like a little dictionary or something. It's so awesome. You have the best phrases ever. You're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I'm putting as many as I can grab out of this conversation into the show okay. notes and I'm, I'm going to do, do a little definitions of them (laughs) (laughs) I know yes well and that's the thing is you know and and yeah I don't know how much more time we have but I'll just say this quickly is that sometimes like it depends on on your your industry so for example like with me with yoga um and and other people I find a lot of time when people are in like healthcare professionals or, or people that have like like maybe lawyers would be another good example when there's like big words that you are really familiar with and that you kind of just throw around because you're like, yes, I know what gastro, gastrointestinal distress, I can't even say it, but like, they know what that is and your people aren't really going to know what that is. Right. And so like, to me, I was like, are you dealing with a constant pain in your neck? Yeah, maybe. But like, if they, if I say to them, are you in the ouchy slouchy posture all day? They're like, <laughs> oh my God, yeah, I am. You know? And so it's, it's that, um, and this takes time, right? It's like messaging, like with anything, it's like, you're not going to be great at it the first go around, but learning these little like brand sayings, if you will, and, or ways that you can communicate what you are trying to share with people in fun little ways, according to your own personality and your brand, of course, but like that, that land with people that like talk on the normal level, because as coaches and, and as different practitioners, we can talk in that sort of coach speech or that high level speak. And people are like, I don't know what she's talking about, (laughs) whatever, you know, and they can be intimidating. So just to be playful with it is, is interesting to kind of come. And that comes from, you know, practice and knowing and, and skill, but it's, you won't know till you try, see if it lands. <laughs> totally. And I love that like language is a big part of community. And mm-hmm. once people, you know, your community is going to use your language. So mm-hmm. you're just going to create a tribe of people who are saying that, oh my God, are you feeling ouchy slouchy? I was feeling <laughs> ouchy slouchy yesterday and this is what I did. You know, it's like, it's so fun. And it's just another way for you to bring some lightness to a subject that people they're suffering, you know, and it's yeah. suffering is not fun and it's not something that we want to necessarily laugh about. No. But at the same time, laughter and humor is part of healing and connecting with people on this level of n- not like collective suffering, but collective healing, I would say. And yeah. Yeah. And, and a commonality, like a, a common, yes. level, you know, like 
you know, we all sit, we're all in front of the computer or um, whatever struggle your community is dealing with. It, it, it allows people to kind of feel like they're being seen and they're being witnessed. And then they, you get me, you know, like you get me. And so that's, that's really powerful as far as cultivating that connection and relationship with people, the people that you're supporting inside your paid communities or the people you're nurturing on your list. Right. And so it's, it creates that um, relatability. Completely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, talking about jumping on a list and receiving <laughs> some amazing value, I would love for you to share what you have for our audience. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So back to the beginning when we were talking about creating an empowering morning routine and how important that is for your energy throughout the day and you feeling amazing. I have an awesome three mini morning routine or sorry, three step mini morning routine that I would love to share with you to help you to energize your body and mind so that you can show up feeling grounded, inspired, creative, get things done. And so three steps, you can spread that out for two minutes or an hour and a half, depending on how much time you want to integrate into it. But really what it's helping you to do is to align your mind, your body and spirit with your big vision. And so that you're really showing up from that intentional place. And so that I would love to share with everybody and let me know if you have any questions. And once you grab it, I'd love to know um, inside, inside your community, but also on Instagram as I am Megan Nolan. I'd love for you to tag me if you do your little mini morning routine and show me how you're feeling and all that good stuff for sure. Yay. Awesome. Yeah. We'll get that in the show notes. Um, so we are we're relaunching the whole podcast in March and the plan is to also drop the episodes in the Course Creators Clubhouse Facebook group. So awesome. we'll drop that link in the, the notes of that post as well. And please join us there. It's super fun. Um, I know everyone would love to connect with you there if you're open to it. Um, yeah. And yeah, is there any other uh, way that people can connect with you or final thoughts that you want to share today? So yes, on Instagram, I am Megan Nolan. And then I do have my own Facebook group as well, which... <laughs> Yeah. I'm planning to get back in on I'm, I feel I'm actually <laughs> the struggle right is now. so real. Yeah. I know the algorithm is against us all. <laughs> <laughs> and that's called the energized and empowered entrepreneur community. So we share lots of tips and tools on how to enhance your own wellness, but also strategies to help grow your business. And so there's that. And then I guess my little final closing thought would be. Hmm. Dun, 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 dun. you are far more powerful than you give yourself credit for. And the way you show up and how you feel has beautiful ripple effects into all parts of your life. Mm -hmm. And so when you make it a priority to do the work of you, it pays off in massive waves of amazingness and ROI and magic into your life. So I would take that to grab the mini morning routine and remember that you deserve your own love and attention and making that a priority first thing in the morning is an awesome way to start your day. Oh my gosh. That was amazing. I have chills okay. all over. <laughs> thank you. I'm like, thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Sometimes I see stuff and I'm like, yeah, that was good. <laughs> I just said that. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. I am loving that we're closing on that note. Megan, thank you for the work that you do in the world. I'm so grateful to be connected with you and I cannot wait to chat again. 
Yay. Well, thank you too. It was so awesome to be here and so great to be able to connect with your community and hopefully share some nuggets and takeaways. And if there's any questions about anything that I shared or about the, the mini morning routine or yoga breaks or slouchy posture, whatever, definitely feel free to reach out. I'm more than happy to answer your questions and connect. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Course Creators Academy podcast. Join the conversation in the Course Creators Clubhouse on Facebook. And if you love this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and share the love with a five-star review. And tag us on Instagram at puelena.co for a shout out on the next episode. And be sure to visit puelena.com for more info. Thanks again for listening.